Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with JT Scott. How are you, JT? I'm great. How are you doing? I am very, very well. And we'll be talking about the world of retail. Uh, JT is the VP of Global Information Technology, Data, and ERP Platforms at Walmart. I don't think Walmart is a company that anybody needs any further descriptive on. But I mean, telling you a little bit more about John, John leads their global product and engineering organization focused on driving excellence in execution, innovation, and insights across Walmart Inc. in support of their total company operations. And so we'll dig in on what he's doing specifically in supporting the finance area, which at the end of the day is what it's all about, JT. But before we get there, I mean, you have a lengthy career uh, at some amazing companies, Bayer, Boeing, you name it, really helping them build up their global business systems and their IT solutions. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your career today. Yeah, so uh, a 25-year career uh, spanning multiple organizations, really just found a sweet spot in supporting our business uh, areas and and how we enable the business areas within any given company to drive efficiency and to drive value back to um, the corporation as a whole. And I've really enjoyed that. I've enjoyed taking complex problems or business processes and moving those into technical solutions and helping my business partners achieve so that we can support the global business as a whole. So JT, you know, when we look at the challenges that companies are facing right now, what are you working on that kind of taking up your mind space these days? Right now, we're working on a significant number of programs that are uplifting our technology. So whether it's evaluating the use of the mainframe and and actually right-sizing that for the company and moving capabilities and features into the cloud, or it's driving additional value by moving to modern SAP stacks like S4, um, enabling business partnerships um, around the globe to take advantage of uh, best practices that are applied within those solutions. Those are things we're really focused on. Uh, the The key is beyond technology. The key is really how do you envision a process that globally touches the organization that enables any business model to exist um, and still drives value uh, for the company. And and the magic is the business partnerships that exist in those spaces. Yeah, making sure that you leverage on those. And tell me more about that. I mean, you have cultivated clearly deep relationships with the partners that you work with today. What are signs of a good partnership? Your best partnerships are the ones that challenge your position, um, the ones that that not not just accept the ideas that, that come from you as the technologist or the product lead, 
but those that actually engage in deeper conversations where you can have a bit of a disagreement and both sides can bring their ideas to bear. Um, and what happens ultimately is you implement a better solution for the company because everyone's voice is equally heard. Uh, when you have a challenge, you can leverage the facts and data to actually drive the outcome. It's a, it's a great conversation that ultimately leads to, like I said, better solutions, uh, quicker adoption, uh, better usability for our business partners and increased value for the company. So I got a question here for you. It's an interesting one because I know that JT, you touch on clearly the critical systems, you know, the SAP-like systems, but you're also looking at innovation and some of the new things that are coming down the pike. How do you manage that balance between working with those larger partners as well as entertaining the innovation that might be coming from smaller third parties? That's that's a great question. So the large the larger partners that we leverage um, are the best solutions for scale, right? They come in, they know what scale is like. They understand, you know, forty terabytes worth of data isn't isn't a challenge for them to understand how to process or maintain. That's where you can leverage some of your your most tried and true. Um, solutions and, and finance definitely has a regulatory environment that, that yeah. we operate in. And we want to make sure that those environments are hardened and secure and uh, able to process the mountains of data that we have. But you also have this need for a nimble architecture when it comes to management reporting or data science and enhanced insights. And in those environments, we balance capability to what the outcome is we're trying to drive. So if, if we're looking for a given capability to predict something uh, for the company, we measure that capability against other companies. Are they leveraging those, those solutions? Um, how do the outcomes actually measure against the desired outcome we had for that capability? So it's, uh, we do a lot of proof of concepts. Mm-hmm. We do a significant amount of testing with uh, third parties of all sizes before we go into a long-term agreement. And JT, you are a global company and you get to deal with all the global challenges. I think one of the things that I find interesting is rolling out new technologies globally and how companies approach that. And I know that various companies, tech companies in particular, have different approaches to this. And I'd just be curious how you go about the approach of, let's say, rolling out of a scaled solution globally, as well as dealing with kind of maybe the nuances of adding in maybe a deeper insights tool as well. Do you do it geographically or how is that approached? We we tend to customize the rollout based on what outcome we're trying to drive. So me personally, I would I would look at if it's a unique capability for a given market and we're able to do a small proof of concept in that market, I would roll it out to that market first. I would test it. I would validate the outcome. And then I would move it to the second market and the third, all based on priority, all based on uh, benefit to the business. Now, if it's a large scale ERP, 
or um, a large scale software delivery, we would we would probably uh, test it out in the highest valued market first. Uh, but we we look at things um, a bit differently. It's a hub and spoke model sometimes where you have one solution and everybody brings their processes into it. And then there's other times where you're uh, geographically diverse because of transportation of data or availability or sometimes legal or regulatory reasons why given solutions have to stay in a market. It It is truly dependent on the need of the given solution. So maybe a, a bit of a non-answer there. Um, but we do look at every single situation and we try to evaluate the best way to roll it out. Now, again, you're not rolling out just a technology solution. There's business process associated with that. Yeah. And your business partners at times are ready for the change ahead of the technology. And sometimes the technology is, is ready before the process. Yeah. So there is a delicate dance that has to happen between your business partner or the given solution and the process adoption. And what we've seen is over time, you roll out given functionality in pieces. So even though the whole uh, component might be ready, you would package those pieces so that they can be absorbed into the business process until you fully roll it out. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting to me because I wrestle with those global issues, even with my own businesses. And it's an interesting balance of the challenges of rolling out new technology are one side of this. And then the other side of it is really gathering and garnering information from everyone, right? I mean, I think sometimes people see global in a title and they think that you can, you know, the global person gets to like say like, this is what's <laughs> best. And unfortunately, we know that it's probably, you know, the role of a diplomat really in many cases. Tell me how you manage uh, the different voices that you get for projects like this and how do you prioritize? Yeah, it, it's all about the relationship and the outcome you're trying to drive. But you have to listen. Um, you have to actively listen to concerns um, that that occur within a given space. You have to be open to different ideas. Um, I like what you said, a, a bit of a diplomat, but it's it's more of a business partner, a true partner, yeah. someone that's someone that's willing to say, okay, this is how we envisioned rolling the software out. Um, can we adjust that to match a market structure or um, a given a given capability maybe that's more important in a market than what we had thought? And how can we rephase a program so that we can achieve their highest value? And maybe right. it's not always how we envisioned it. Listening, being willing to adjust, um, and just advocating for the business is really the role of technology. It's not, it's it's less about rolling out software and it's more about supporting the business. Yeah, that's a really good point. So would roles like data science, would that be kind of part of your team? I mean, you guys have those folks or? We, we do, we have um, a large organization focused on data, data quality, um, curating data and, and moving it into uh, data platforms. So we have that. We have uh, a group of data scientists that are helping us to shape that predictive nature uh, of things. And, and then I have uh, a group of individuals that are helping me with regulatory and uh, management reporting as well. 
So JT, I mean, as you look forward, it's been a crazy year again after the pandemic. And uh, especially on the finance side, I can only imagine all of the challenges that we see with inflation and then also currencies and currency fluctuations have been dramatic this year. Um, you know, what's on the horizon for you guys? Well, we're we're actively pursuing a deployment of SAPS4 in February. That will be our general ledger. And it's a very exciting time. It'll be one of the largest implementations of SAPS4 in the world. Um, that is taking a significant amount of focus, not only for myself, but um, the leaders within the tech organization that support me and our business partners that we partner with mm -hmm. to be ready for that change. So that's huge on the horizon for us. Now, you asked the question around inflation and what's happening in the market. And the reason why I bring up S4 is we'll have enhanced capabilities within that suite that okay. will actually allow us to bring critical components of our, of our business into one single vector. And wow. we'll be able to manage um, our business from a finance standpoint through that one single lens. Wow. Well, I mean, that seems like a dream. <laughs> that seems like a dream. Well, JT, it's been amazing talking to you. If someone wanted to learn more about what you and your team are working on, where's the best place to reach you? Yeah, they can always connect with me on uh, LinkedIn. That's the best approach. Uh, just send me a, a message and I try to reply within a couple of days. Uh, it's quite a heavy channel, but that's the best one to reach me at. Great. Well, we've been speaking with JT Scott. JT Scott is the VP of Global Finance Technology and Innovation at Walmart. We've been talking to him about a wide variety of implementations, whether they be scaled global rollouts, which seems to be taking up a lot of his mind space these days, as well as balancing that out with smaller innovative challenges and really the process that goes in to do that as well as kind of the changing skill sets and the changing focus. It's all about the data. It's all about understanding the insights that is coming from that data. And we can see that operations and finance are really fusing together to deliver that. JT, it's been amazing talking to you today and we look forward to having you back. Thank you very much.